You're listening to 17 Karat K-Pop, the show that's a little bit of everything with a K-Pop twist. Visit 17karatkpop.weebly.com for more information about the show. That's 17-C-A-R-A-T-K-P-O-P.weebly.com. Enjoy the show! Quick disclaimer that these episodes that you may be listening to in the second half of December were actually recorded in the first half of December, so... If there's some sort of weird breaking news or big shift in the K-pop industry that commands our attention, but I'm not addressing it and you're wondering why, that's why. We will definitely get into it, if that is the case, in early 2021. I will see you all again in January. Hello everybody and welcome back to 17 Karat K-pop. For today's Best of 2020 recap, I have been listening to... Literally hundreds of J-pop and C-pop singles and albums that were released this year and watching tons of music videos that went with those releases. And so today I want to focus on some of the many wonderful and incredible visuals and sounds that were coming out of the J-pop and C-pop worlds in 2020. I really wasn't sure how to narrow down what I wanted to talk about, whether I wanted to focus more on music videos or singles or albums or whatever. So I decided to go with a hybrid model of sorts. So this li- this number sounds daunting, but trust me, this list will fly by hopefully. I won't go too in-depth on any one specific release, but I do want to share with you, after narrowing down probably at least a thousand options on my list, I have made a list of the top 100 J-pop or C-pop releases from 2020 that deserve your attention. And I'll explain why and what kind of music you may be into. Fans of this artist may like this artist for this reason, for example. And hopefully I will introduce you to some new favorite artists through this episode and break down just the best of the best in J-pop and C-pop this year. Sometimes one of the items on the list will be an album and a song, or it'll be an album and a video. It'll count as two things, but the numbers all work out to 100 recommendations, essentially. So let's just get right into it. Super quick PSA, I had to do some restructuring for my 100 recommendations ranking list, so the one that goes on my website will be a little off compared to what I talk about on the show, so please forgive me for the distinction there. I just had to move up Miyavi's Holy Nights album after further listen. I just thought, you know what, Heaven is a Place on Earth is a heavenly song, and it deserves a spot on the list. That kind of scrambles the whole order of everything on the list afterwards that is ranked. Nevertheless, I have a lot of recommendations for you, so I still hope you enjoy it. Let's start with my two favorites from the year, one of them being Real, who I've mentioned a bit here and there on the show before, but I want to spend more time talking about her now. R-E-O-L, Real. Her music is electropop, energy, that's about it. Electropop energy. There's not a better way to describe it. It is just a magnetic force of energy. It is just so, not just fast-paced, a lot of J-pop is really fast-paced, but something about it is just so, it wakes you up so much. It is so, it brings you to, it brings your attention, it commands your attention in a really cool way. It is just so sonically intriguing because it has all of these sound effects and layers of electronic instruments woven together in a way that may sound like chaos, but it's not. It sounds musical, it sounds aesthetically pleasing, and so she makes it work somehow. 
It's She's also just got a very cool, unique tone to her voice, and her music videos were some of my favorites from the year. Her latest album, Jinjitu, is one of her best, and she just continues to put out great quality content. So what I would direct you to is that new album, as well as the music video for 1LDK. It is a video where she's walking around in this room that I can only describe as like if you were taking a solo trip through an art museum. And that's kind of what it looks like. There's just a lot of oddities that she walks by and lots of walls with different colors on them. And it makes a lot more sense, like I said, her videos tend to just watching. You don't know why you're watching and why it's mesmerizing you, but it is. Check out the single cue, her latest release. Number two, check out her other new single this year, The Sixth Sense. That also has a cool video where she's waving her logo on a big white flag as she stands on top of a city building and she's got this really cute outfit and these platform shoes and everything. And then check out number three, her new album, Jinjitu, which has the single on it, 1LDK, which is the one where she has that whole music video walkthrough that you can take. It'll feel like you traveled to a museum even if you're just at home. Number two for best releases of the year has got to go to Millet, M-I-L-E-T. She is such a powerhouse. I admire her so much and love her music so much. I cannot even, I don't know how else to describe it. She's just a powerhouse. She has these visual ads for her album that actually are ads like they say at the bottom of the screen, you know, buy her album at here, here's the release date and stuff. But they don't feel like commercials. They feel like a music video, a full storyline of a music video, even if it's just one scene and one visual component. She's got these visuals, for example, for songs like Who I Am and The Hardest, where she's floating through the air and it's a dark night and she's walking by all these colorful lit door frames maybe and choosing which door to go through. There's just a lot of ways that she uses color and magic power sometimes like levitating to tell a story in a very again mesmerizing unique way and you don't know why you're into it but you are. I, I tend to I tried to make this list have so much variety that each artist would only get like at the max three places in the list but for her I put quite a few because there are too many standout songs from her this year. Her EP Who I Am is absolutely just incredible. She has these uh, vocals that are just so raw and full of emotion that they just command your attention and I just love it so much so who I am for sure the song the hardest is great as well and then one touch which is her latest single then check out her full-length album from 2020 called eyes so many great songs on there but my recommendations I put on the list I couldn't help it I couldn't narrow it down more so you get five recommendations from that album somebody inside you Grab the Air, Fire Arrow, which totally sounds like some sort of movie trailer song, and Drown. Drown is probably the best song on there, but her vo her vocals just carry the songs. They're, they're guitar-backed and mixed with raw vocals, and it's just a very raw sound. I don't know how else to put it, but I hope I just convinced you to check it out just because of my pure excitement over talking about it. Trust me, it is worth every second. The third artist to talk about, and one of my other J-pop queens, I gave her three spots on this list for three of her songs. Garni Delia, I've talked about her actually a bit on the show before, and how her videos 
are very cool because of her hair and makeup and her outfits. She just has a very cool, cute sense of style, and she's fun to follow on Instagram too for that purpose. But her creative vision is also really cool. Keep in mind that she does have a keyboard player who is technically part of the group, so Garni Delia is technically the part, the name of the band, not her solo artist name, but yeah, forgive me if I just keep talking about her as if she's a soloist, but let's give due credit to her keyboardist as well. The whole new album, Kishi Kasai, definitely goes on my list, as well as the song Star Trail, which was a single that came out months earlier. Star Trail is a classic Garni Delia sound, so if you need like an intro song to what her vibe is of her music, that's a good place to start. Star Trail is this very celestial song that just feels like you are in outer space for some reason. Not even just because of the instrumental, but just something about the vibe just feels very interstellar. I don't know how else to put it. Not just because the song is called Star Trail. She has just these incredible vocals mixed with this really unique pop sound. And she just has carved out her own lane, and I just love her unique creative vision and sound. The third song from her I put on this list was another single released earlier in the year called Secret Party, which has a cute cute little animated video and animation as part of the cover art too. And Secret Party is like a Halloween song, so it sounds a little corny and goofy, but I love it. It's catchy. It's got this cool keyboard sound, and it's, it starts out with like a thunderclap, so it's like Halloween night, and so it's just a really fun, goofy Halloween song that also deserves your attention. Fourth place this year goes to Little Glee Monster. This girl group gets three places on my list as well. Two of those are four songs off of their new album, Bright New World, which is such a good album, and it's very surprising in every way. Every song that sounds at first like it's going to be boring, or every thing that sounds like it won't work somehow manages to work out. Like, there's one song in there, I Feel the Light, which came out actually in 2019 technically, but it's part of the 2020 album, and that song is a collab with Earth, Wind, and Fire, which you would never expect that a J-pop girl group would work with Earth, Wind, and Fire and it would work, but somehow their vibes do together. So definitely check out Bright New World. It is, the best way I can describe it is an album that is anthemic while also being very... It's driven by too many sounds to put in one category. It's not standard pop. It's not down-the-middle pop. But it is very catchy. It's got a lot of instruments that help tell the story. It's really hard to explain and to categorize, but that's a good thing. It's a very cool full album that feels like it lives up to the title, A Bright New World. It's got a lot of bright new sounds for you to check out. The third entry they have on my list, so the two songs I included are Spin and Move On, because the album had a lot of songs that actually technically came out in 2019, but Echo and the Earth, Wind, and Fire collab, I Feel the Light, are also strong points on the album. The third new 2020 song I put on here is Dear My Friend, which is their collaboration with the acapella group Pentatonix, who are really popular in the USA. Pentatonix, if you know anything about them, you know their harmonies are incredible, and mixed with Little Glee Monster's harmonies, it is really just a very fun song. Definitely one of my favorites of the year. Fifth place on my list of releasing the best 
J-pop music of the year, My First Story, who are technically J-rock, but whatever. They are a rock artist. Definitely check them out if you're into 1OK Rock. They are a great J-rock group as well. Then I would check out their collaboration with Chelly from Egoist, and that's called One Million Times. The thing I love about the song One Million Times is that it is the perfect collaboration because some feel kind of phoned in or like one artist was only not was just kind of in it but not really into it or it's just not equal and then there there's this collaboration which raises the bar for all other collaborations because it feels like it's a 50-50 partnership when back and forth singing verses and stuff you'll you'll know what i mean when you hear it they really work off of each other in a way that makes the collaboration feel needed because sometimes the collaboration feels unnecessary for the song but they make it feel needed and there is a version of the song without Shelly but it's totally not as good which just proves the point and definitely so one million times in plastic plastic is the one off of their new album that I gave a shout out to when recapping my Spotify wrapped of the year because I was one of the listeners in the world who apparently discovered it before 50,000 other people streamed it. So I'm happy to uh, pat myself on the back for that one because it's a very cool mix of techno auto-tune sounds with guitar. It's kind of 1975-esque in that way. Number six. L-E-I-L-L. I apologize if I pronounced that wrong, but I'm pretty sure it's L. She is really incredible, and I frankly just discovered her this year, and I wish I had sooner because she is really unique. She's actually She actually has some production credits on some K-pop stars' work. She worked on Taeyeon's new Japanese EP. She also worked on some EXID songs, and now she is really coming into her own as a soloist. So her new album is called Love Like Hate. It has quite an eclectic mix of sounds, all with a retro flair for sure. Night D is a standout track. It reminds me of Blinding Lights by The Weeknd in a way. It's very synthy in a cool way. And Fake Love is my, probably my favorite song off of the album. The video for it is really cute as well because it's her basically realizing she didn't need that fake love and so she has a party with herself. She's just home alone, rocking out, and she hasn't needed a date. On my list for her, I put three. Technically five, but three main ones. One, Fake Love. Two, Night D, and in general, just that album and the singles off of it. Three, Seventeen, her collaboration with Pink Sweats. Yes, that Seventeen song, the one that Joshua and DK from Seventeen also did with him, but she did her own version with her own verse with him. That deserves more attention, too. Let's not forget about that version, because it's just as beautiful as the other versions. And then the other two that include her are remixes or just, in general, big collaboration songs. My favorite of the two is Nights with Ozzy and Sonari. And the other remix slash uh, mega collab she joined in on is Tell Me Tell Me by M. Flo and Sikke, who you may have heard about on the show before. Sikke is a popular Korean rapper. She does a lot of unique crossovers into the K-pop space. Keep an eye out on writing credits in the album booklets you get for K-pop artists because she may have a writing credit and you didn't realize before. Now let's talk about the artist who I have been teasing for weeks on my website and on the show that I was going to address more in depth, Baby Metal. We have to revisit this conversation from the early days of my show. If you're not a longtime listener, all you need to know is that I may have been a bit too harsh on Baby Metal, this J-pop girl group, 
back then I was just recapping how I became a J-pop fan and how if you want to become a fan your intro into the world of J-pop should not be baby metal because it'll turn you off because it's not a good intro sound you need to really get used to the feel and the speed of J-pop before you like baby metal and so now I kind of want to make amends for that comment because I really have been loving their work lately and it, I think part of it is it just took me time because they started so young and so now years later they have more mature voices and maybe that makes the the fast speed and sound of their music more enjoyable as opposed to like a kids bob heavy metal situation that was going on before now i'm i'm so glad i gave them another chance and i definitely would recommend you would too even if they weren't for you at first but after you try out artists like garni delia and real maybe then try baby metal and your ears are more prone to accept and not shut out what they have to offer so this year they continued to have that baby metal sound they are a perfectly named band to summarize their sound their latest single b times m times c is in that vein completely it's just classic baby metal and i love that but the standout, standout, standout track of the year, truly one of the best J-pop songs of the year that's also not really J-pop or J-rock, it's really a blend as well with artists who are popular in the USA. It is another collaboration that you would not expect to work, but it does so well. It's with Bring Me the Horizon, and it's called Kingslayer. And this song is absolutely everything. It is like Hollywood Undead meets J-pop, I guess, or meets... I don't know, but it's like, or if maybe like if a rock group suddenly decided to take techno for a spin or electropop for a spin and the result shouldn't work, but it so does. So it's a very cool mix of just this high tech auto tune sound and like screaming and hardcore instrumentals. And so it's a just a rock head banging song that is just one of the best of the year. It is so well done and such a unique mix. And just, I love unexpected collaborations. So definitely check out Kingslayer. I wanted to spend the most time talking about those top favorite artists of mine. So now I may speed up a little how much I talk about these artists, but I still want to give them their time to shine. 821, 821, and their single Who, I really love. Who also has a cute, weird music video, so if you're into cute and weird videos, that's a good one because the plot is basically one of the members falls asleep and dreams of sword fighting with a bunch of guys who somehow, all these sword fighters infiltrated her school, and so out back of the schoolyard they're fighting, and it's a whole thing, but then she wakes up and everything's fine, spoiler alert. The song Who is really just so catchy. It it's kind of sounds like if Miku was a person singing, but in a in a good way. Nogizaka 46 is back. Route 246 is their best song release this year. Perfume is back. Time Warp is their new single. They haven't released as much music as usual this year it seems, but they still got it and they have really cool a really cool uh modern pop sound that just keeps evolving with the times well and that's why they've actually resonated more in the USA than you might think because Perfume performed at Coachella before they were one of the first J-pop acts to do so and so I'm excited and I hope they get to go back when we get to have festivals again the new album from One Pixel deserves your attention spelled with one word O N E P I X C E L 
and one pixel has a sound that is very much a high-speed sugar rush type of feeling. It's very bubblegum pop in the best way. For fans of Eyes 1, I think, and Momoland, you'll like one pixel. Tell Us is definitely the best song on the album, but I also put Howling on the list of recommendations. Speaking of what fans of Eyes 1 and Momoland would be into, Miju, the new group from JYP Entertainment, the new Japanese group from them, is worth checking out for sure. Their songs, Step in a Step and Make You Happy, are the latest singles that have really cute candy-colored music videos to accompany them, and they just have this vibe that is quite JYP, which I love, but they also are doing their own thing. I would just keep an eye out on them. They're called Niju because it's like supposed to sound like Niju, but it's spelled N-I-Z-I-U. Another K-pop-influenced J-pop group, J01, J01, this boy group actually got a little time slot at um, the Digital K Contact this year, which hopefully helped their uh, their publicity, and they also have shown that they've built up quite a strong fan base, possibly among K-pop fans as well as J-pop fans around the world. They showed that in their latest video, or one of their latest, called My Friends, that video features fans from all over the world holding up fan signs and dancing to their music. It's just a cool video montage of all these fans paying tribute to their favorite boy group, and it's really cute to watch. Aside from that this year, I would definitely check out just their first full-length album. First, they released a few EPs like Protostar, but then they finally released a full-length album this year. It's called The Star. And I would definitely check that out if you're a fan of Uptension and boy groups that have music in that vein. Similarly, you would also be into the group Universe. They have this new single this year called Orbit that is definitely very Uptension-esque. And it's a very visually cool video as well. It features the members in these white suits, and they've also got a lot of pastel, lots of glitter, Lots of glitter on the floor too, not just their clothes, they've got piercings, and there are these masked dancers that surround them, and there's splattered paint all over the walls. It's just wherever you look, whether you're looking at the actual like architecture of it all, or the wardrobe choices, or the choreography, there's a lot to look at, and it's very much a K-pop style video in that sense that is worth your time to check out. One of the Exile Tribe subunits, well, all of them really deserve your attention, but the Exile Tribe subunit that I want to give a special extra shout-out to is Fantastics, who released their new EP, High Fever, this year, which is just so high energy, as the name would make you think. The song Cannonball is the one I wanted to give a shout-out to here. Confession time, I still am a fan of and listen to the music of the former members of EXO who are from China. All deserve shoutouts this year, although Chris Wu has not released much this year and that's a little disappointing because I need a follow-up to Antares and it's been two years, but whatever. It seems like Tao, Luhan, and Chris Wu are all getting along again and it's really great to see as a long-term XOL. Luhan and Chris Wu had this collaboration this year called Cafe, which just is a very cool lazy day vibe. Second on this list, I put Luhan's Dream Up. Luhan had a couple of cool singles this year and a few EPs too, but Dream Up is the key. And the OST this year. He's been busy. Dream Up is probably his best of the year, but he continues to just have really cool, not ballads, a bit more um, busy instrumentally than a traditional ballad, I guess. 
but still, it's just, it lets his voice shine now. And, of course, I have to give a shout-out to Z-Tao, although, admittedly, his string of singles lately has not been my thing just compared to The Road, the album from 2016 that I'm still listening to four years later on loop. The Road is a masterpiece. We've talked about that on the show before, so I won't go into it here anymore. But, anyway, so his singles just had a lot a lot to live up to that was probably uh, unattainable in my eyes anyway. I still like them, so I want to give a shout-out to my favorite Z-Tow single of the year, which is called Ice Cream, and it's just another really cute, fun, lazy day song. Very chill vibes from former EXO members this year. And speaking of K-pop band members, Victoria Son from FX has released her big solo album project, and it met expectations. My favorite song is the last track on the album. It's self-titled, called Victoria, by the way. And the last track is my favorite. It is a cool evolution, and that the songs get better the more you listen, so just hang in there and it's worth the ride when you check out her album. One of my favorite J-Rock slash J-Pop songs of the year and favorite collaborations of the year has got to go to Play the World by Lisa featuring Pablo. I was not as into Lisa before the song, but now I suddenly am more. She has a very uh, cool rasp to her voice. It's very angsty in a cool way. And she really takes the lead in the song, frankly. Pablo, did, it didn't need to be a collaboration, sorry, Pablo. But they both do look very cool and sound cool together. The video for Play of the World is very colorful and fun. And she's got Lisa's got this really cute denim outfit on. And with her pink hair, it just pops. So just visually, it's a really great release. But also the song itself is... It is, it's full of clapping and foot stomping, and it is just something that feels very much ready for a live show whenever those can come back, so definitely check that out for a pick-me-up. Sky High, spelled S-K-Y hyphen H-I, he is an artist who has a very out-there aesthetic, and his videos are not for everyone. They're kind of like glamour meets horror movie spectacle. They're a bit graphic, so I would, I'm not necessarily recommending the video, but his newest single, Mr. Psycho, is worth your attention. It's a song that has this buildup with the keyboard and the, the clapping or stomping sound of sorts, and then it builds up into this weird wobbly instrumental, and then it his voice kind of carries in and out in a unique way and it's just really quite a sonic journey to listen to and you never get tired of it so his sound is very experimental that way just in terms of the instruments and in in general what he decides to convey through his music videos so his best song this year was Mr. Psycho but I would also check out his whole ultimate uh, catalog compilation that came out this year on Spotify at least it came out this year and his other new single, Sky's the Limit, is worth your time, too. OWV has a new single this year, Uba Uba, U-B-A, U-B-A, that I definitely think K-pop boy band fans will love. No Knock, N-O-N-O-C, has a new single called Memento that is quite long, but is the perfect example of why J-pop releases deserve to be longer sometimes. I think... Sometimes Western pop music artists feel pressured to keep their songs pared down to a very 
minimal amount, like three minutes tops just to get on the radio and stuff. But J-pop artists don't seem concerned with that. So some of their songs are like five minutes long. And it shows that sometimes songs are better when they're stretched out. It makes for a cooler listening experience. And Memento is definitely a song that exemplifies that. More of my recommendations given to you a lot faster will come after the break. Quick PSA while I have your attention. Please, please, please think of those who need love and support the most during this holiday season for their basic needs to be met during this pandemic. Please donate to your local food bank. Please help out however else you can. Provide mutual aid. And there are so many great localized resources, whether you realize it or not. A lot of mutual aid groups have sprung up within the past nine-ish months. And they are always looking for more volunteers. There are a lot of different ways you can help. You don't even have to go out to deliver things directly to people. Maybe you're just packaging things up for them. Maybe you're helping coordinate things via the internet, coordinating requests and distributors and deciding, okay, you are assigned to this person or that person. There are a lot of ways that you can figure out how you can help facilitate those missions and donate time and anything else you can donate. If you can't donate money or resources, time is something that anyone can donate. So just please get involved, especially in your area where you see the communities that are struggling the most. Take some time to figure out which communities would need help the most and go help them this holiday season. Kota Kumi continues to be such a J-pop queen, and so I have to highlight some of her releases this year, which there were many. Fans of CL should definitely check her out. She had this two-part release where one of her albums was called uh, Monster My Name Is, and the other was called Angel My Name Is. So she had this Monster Angel uh, partner set of albums that was a cool concept, and really colorful, interesting videos as well. She really plays around with hair and makeup a lot. The standout songs from her that I put on this list for the year are Puff, Lucky Star, and Killer Monster. Yonzo Kenshi released a single this year called Paprika that is really cool, and his new album Stray Sheep has no skips. Stray Sheep is an album that is definitely his classic sound, which is rock that feels more... Um, sped up and melodic in a way where it has the the pace and sound of rap without rapping if that makes sense where he keeps up with the high speed instrumental as he sings in a way that's kind of like talk singing it's so fast and it is I think I mean some of his older songs that exemplify that are like peace sign or loser those are great songs that show what kind of sound he's going for, and it's just really unique and fun. It just keeps your attention for sure. So definitely check out Stray Sheep, and earlier this year before that, he released the single Paprika, which feels like some sort of uh, animated um, pirate adventure TV show theme song or something. <laughs> Hua Chen Yu released a new album this year that has songs that are what I said before, meaning that they're like five minutes long maybe, but worth it. He has this some songs that are very Queen-like, as in like the band Queen, or just have that other, I mean he literally in one of the songs sings Mama like he's singing um, Bohemian Rhapsody. A unique rock sound that should be a slog, but it's not. It keeps you waiting to hear where it will go next. So his whole album is great, but definitely it's hard to pick a standout song because it is so many works of art, one after the other. It may start to get a bit repetitive now in my reviews just because 
a lot of these artists I like for the same reason. They are experimental or they are just catchy or they have a standout song because of one of the reasons I already listed. So I'm going to go through the next few really fast, but just know they deserve your attention. And at the end, I will, uh, after this episode is out, I will include a link on my site to a full playlist that has all of these recommendations so you can access them there. And I'll also have a YouTube playlist ready for some of the videos that I mentioned here. Haru had a lot of great singles this year and three of them I put on this list, one of them being the song called Go Love. Kazifuji has a couple cool singles that came out this year. Fur F-I-R came back this year after too long of a break and they are promoting this new movie T-34 and so they have a new song for that that goes with this music video that is very intense and presumably just like a big long trailer for the movie so it is a movie that is um very the music video is like a movie in itself that is very intense so it's not for everyone but Anyway, it's the song's called Invincible and it's worth your time because it feels like forever since we've heard from them, even though they did release a single in 2019, but whatever. This is my favorite band name ever, or maybe my least favorite, but the funniest to me. So this group called Glim Spanky, it's this uh, boy and girl who perform songs that are very classic rock in a weird way, and they just have a quirky sound that I love, and so... Their latest song that I love is called Lonely Boogie, and the whole album Walking on Fire is very cool. They just are great at naming songs and albums and stuff. Scandal is a rock group who released Kiss from the Darkness, this album this year that is so good. The single Spice is also really high energy, and I highly recommend it. Amadeus has a new song out called Reason. Wagamama Rakia has a new song out called Survive. Da Ice, a boy group, is back with Found It. They had a lot of singles this year, but Found It is their best. The C-pop group U9 is back with a new album, and the standout tracks that I'm going to recommend from this album, it's called Unite Flight, and the best songs are Ready Go and You're Mine, but honorable mention would go to the song called Now for sure. A lot of K-pop artists that we've talked about at length on the show before have also released great Japanese singles this year. Seventeen, of course, with 24 Hours and Falling Flower. And as we said before, that's very cool because it has like this cool clockwork choreography and these these dying flowers taped to their faces that symbolize a lot. And then the 24 Hours follows the fable of the red string and how the strings connect souls from around the world. We've already talked about that, but just very cool storytelling. Monster X also released a Japanese single this year called Wish on the Same Sky that is a beautiful song. Stray Kids released their Japanese album All In, and the song All In is such an anthem as are the songs like Fam and One Day on it, and of course the Japanese versions of their previously released tracks on there, as well as their OSTs Top and Slump. Top is the one I put on this list officially. Taeyeon is back with a Japanese release featuring Chanmina, which is huge. Girls Speak Out, that song, is one that Elle did work on, and it is very fierce, and she looks great in the video, and it's got a great message about just independence, fierce women, and we love to see it. Eyes One is back with Beware, which we talked about in the last episode with the cute little world inside of a suitcase theme to their video. 
Twice is back with Fanfare, their Japanese single that has a circus-type music video where they play, like, every role in a circus, essentially. They are the announcers, the stylists, the performers. They are running the show. Uru has a new song out called Break that is worth your attention. Man with a Mission, they are back, and any music video from them should be a required viewing just because it's so funny to me. It'll never not be funny to watch them. They're basically like the marshmallow of the J-Rock world because they always wear these wolf heads to perform and so you get to watch a wolf rock out with a guitar if you watch their videos for sure. The band I Don't Like Mondays, period, it literally has a period at the end, I Don't Like Mondays has a new song out called Mr. Clever that is really catchy. Alexandros is back with Beast. Exile is back with Red Phoenix. The girl group Magic Hour is here with the song Magic, and that's spelled M-A-G-I-C-O-U-R, one word, Magic Hour. One and Only has this great new bop, Just Like Me, that's out. Chen Mina and Sky High teamed up for Holy Moly, Holy Night, which has a goofy, over-the-top music video to go with it. Novel Bright have a new album out called Wonderland, which is just a rock dream. Believers is the shout-out song I put on this list. R Chord is one of my all-time favorite C-pop, C-rock stars. His, frankly, The Crazy Ones is still his best album ever, and truly his best song ever, and one of the best songs in C-pop history, C-rock history, is Love Doesn't Need to Pretend by R Chord featuring Diana Wayne. I've already elaborated on that before, but anyway, so he couldn't match my high expectations after releasing The Crazy Ones years ago, but... It's still a good album. It just came out the other day, actually, and his new song from it, it's this album's called 2203, and his single, Jenny, has a cute video where it's basically a wedding day situation where he and his wife are separately getting ready for the wedding, and then they unite, and in the video, they just goof off, and they spray paint on this wall, and, and then on the camera lens, and they're just spraying paint everywhere and just really goofing off and having the time of their life. Dreamcatcher released some great Japanese songs this year, including No More and Endless Night. No More has a cool animated video to go with it. BTS released Map of the Soul of the Journey, the Japanese version of Map of the Soul, in a way, and it had their new single State Gold on it. Miyavi has a new album out called Holy Nights. Way V, of course, has to be on this list. I put three of their songs on here for their album, Awaken the World. Turn Back Time, Bad Alive, and Domino are the highlights from that album. Kaho and Kenya collaborated on a song called Summertime, and that's a bop. There's this artist who is new to me, frankly, and her artist name is spelled R-E-I parenthesis C, parenthesis H-I, so the C is in parentheses in the middle of her stage name. And she's got this song out, Uchira, that gives me itsy vibes. So definitely I would recommend that for itsy fans. Eerie, I-R-I, has a new experimental song out called, it's spelled I-E-N-A-I, and that's all I will say about it. It's just very, it's another one that's just intriguing and worth checking out. And last but absolutely not least... Any of the singles that Miku was releasing this year, because as we've talked about at length on the episode called If I Could Turn Back Time If I Find a Way V, and on my episode of How to Stand called the AKB48 Vision, 
Miku is a Vocaloid, not a human. She's a cartoon character, but fans get to are free to use her voice box for their own songs and release them through her official Spotify page. So any Miku song you listen to was crowdfunded or was crowd created or whatever. And so it's a very cool fan made. She is a fan-made artist. Miku is not an artist. She's a template for artists to emerge. Her latest work I would check out because some of the songs that Miku fans made and released this year are really catchy and deserve attention. And I'm very glad she continues to provide a platform for for humans to channel their songs into when they are getting rejected by traditional outlets for doing so. If there's any part of this episode that you pay attention to and take notes on, it's this quick summary part. So here we go. My recommendation for everyone, regardless of specific taste, just because I have to share the word, spread the word far and wide about this beautiful work of art, is the album called Eyes by Millet, especially the song Drown and the whole Who I Am EP. For electropop magic and for cool, unique visuals in the music videos, check out Real and Garni Delia. For beautiful harmonies in the Pentatonix collab, check out Little Glee Monster. For the K-pop producer slash uh, retro doo singer on her own, L, check out her album Love Like Hate and her collab with Pink Sweats and her collab with Sick K. For rock and one of the best collaborations on the song a million times, check out My First Story. For that cool heavy metal sound mixed with Bring Me the Horizon, you get King Slayer by Baby Metal. For girl groups that are worth checking out, 821, Nogizaka 46, One Pixel, Perfume, Niju, and Magic Hour. For people who are into K-pop boy bands, some boy bands that should be on your radar include OWV, One and Only, Blue and Count, U9, J01, J01, that group, Universe, Fantastics, and the other Exile Tribe units, and also the group Next. They did not have new music out this year, really, but check out Next anyway, especially um, What You Talking About, W-Y-T-B is how the title's abbreviated. That is such a bop. For a classic rock sound, check out Watching You, Glim Spanky, Scandal, F-I-R for... Man with a Mission, and Nerd Magnet. They didn't have any releases that I loved this year. I'm just giving them a shout-out because I didn't before, and I love their band name and their whole vibe. For a rock meets rap combination, check out R-Chord, R-C-H-O-R-D. Great releases that are Japanese releases from K-pop stars include BTS's new album, Eyes One, Twice, Dreamcatcher, and Stray Kids all released great stuff there. Monsta X, Seventeen, Taeyeon, Miku songs for the user-generated content that is worth investing your time in to support those artists. Male solo artists who deserve your attention include Haru, Hua Chen Yu, Yonzo Kenshi, which would actually be spelled Kenshi Yonzo if you're looking for it in Spotify. Same with Kumi Koda's name, the female artist who it would be spelled Koda. It would, Koda Kumi's name would be spelled Kumi Koda in Spotify. Just PSA. Sky High and former EXO members Chris Wu, Lu Han, and Zitao. There are a lot of honorable mentions I could give shoutouts to as well. There was just so much great music in the worlds of C-pop, C-rock, J-pop, J-rock this year. You know I love Jolin Sai. Like I said, Nerd Magnet is great. Girl Squared, 
Chanmina with uh, Rainy Friday, that video is cool, that was released this year. Snowman, I mean, I could go on and on and on, but I'm sure I've already given you your fill of new music recommendations, so I hope this uh, carries you through whatever winter break you have to uh, check out all that new music. My very last uh, recommendation I will leave you with is for the song and especially the video for 25 by Betty Wu. First of all, the wardrobe for that video is gorgeous. Second of all, it's got a lot of cool concepts. It's like sci-fi meets just neon aesthetic meets social commentary. And it features her. She's got these mechanical angel wings of sorts. She's got this electric blue eye that bleeds blue paint, blue blood, something like that the whole time. She's got these glow-in-the-dark neon paint scenes where neon messages are on the walls and sometimes on her body that say things like she's just rich and smile and basically commands of females that are scrutinized by the press and she can then, you know, rid herself of those messages. So it leaves a lot to interpret, but it's very intriguing and Betty Wu is really cool in that sense of how she... Uh, leaves you in a lot of thought with her content for sure. So definitely check her out as well. There's plenty more I will talk about in these spaces going forward because it is just really incredible and deserves more attention. So hope this was interesting and a great introduction to those worlds for you. And we will continue this discussion next year for sure. Thank you all for listening to today's episode for the last episode of 17 Carry K-Pop of 2020. Tune in very soon. Thank you for listening. Talk to you then.